Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of the Coog Fan Podcast. My name is Jamie Vinnick. <clears throat> With me, as always, is my partner, Jacob Stevenson, and we are joined today by Isaac Bonton, Washington State basketball star. Isaac, how are you? Man, I'm great, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. So, for those somehow unaware, Isaac's uh, been the point guard for the Cougs the last two years, and one of the one of the best players on the team, one of the best players in the conference, uh, an all an all conference first team are uh, mentioned in our mind, but apparently the coaches disagreed. <laughs> That's beside the point, though. So, first and foremost, Isaac, what's uh, what's coming next for you? What's the plan going forward uh, with basketball? Oh uh, man, right now, just um, I'm back home. In Portland, I'm training right now, um, doing a lot of training, but I'm nearing the decision that I'm going to let everyone know pretty soon here. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just keeping my head down, just um, working out and staying in shape. So, uh, so coming back is not out of the question yet. Uh, I haven't made I haven't made a decision exactly yet, but um, I'm nearing one. So awesome, great to hear that. Jacob, you there? I, I am here. How's that process going, and uh, what specific things are you working on? Well, it's been good. Um, just started off with lifting, um, lifting a lot, um, getting my body back right, getting um, some physical therapy and everything, getting done on my shoulders and my my knees and everything, just healing up. And then, um, and then it's really just consistent of conditioning, um, yoga, and I'm just trying to stay on the court, and I'm gonna ramp that up pretty soon here. How uh how how's your ankle doing? We know you're battling that a little bit this season. Yeah, I'm all good now. Um, healed up. Took took some time, man, to get back right. Um, so yeah. Go so we'll go back now a couple of years. Uh, talk about your journey from from high school to Montana State to Casper College to Pullman. Just how that basketball journey kind of worked out for you and played out. Man, it was um, a lot of blessings in disguise. Man, it was a lot of. Um, trying times for me you know I, I learned a lot I feel like I, I grew a lot in those times you know just starting off um you know with my mindset as a you know uh, somebody that was overlooked growing up now they're looking at me um you know I'm trying to find a place where I can get known you know and really show myself and it, it didn't work out on my first spot so you know that's of course as a freshman that's that's something that's kind of discouraging at the point you know so it, um, it just con consisted of a lot of ups and downs, man. But I found, you know, um, through JUCO, man, that was a great experience for me. And obviously ending up at Washington State, man, with, you know, some, I think the best fan base in the country. Um, and it's just a great coaching staff, man, and a special two years. No, that's accurate. Best fan base in the country. I, I'd agree with yeah, that. Uh, talk about your recruitment to Washington State, about when uh, when Kyle took over here and when he got in contact with you or when the coaching staff did in general. Man, it, it was kind of crazy. Um, I had a, some ups and downs in my recruitment in, in junior college, and I ended up um, you know having success. But then they came along at the end. Um, I had lost a lot of recruitment um, for whatever reason. And – um coach coach Shaw knew about me um and he and he was contacting my people um basically and it was like yeah what's up with Isaac what is he doing and they're thinking he's at Western Oregon still and then he's like no like I'm at Washington State now and um you know I was kind of looking for a place to just be able to play and, and experience things and grow and then they came up um coach Shaw and coach Smith came up and saw me um 
And from there on, we just talked. We, you know, he gave me the rundown on everything, and um, we had a good conversation. And then I ended up coming on a visit, and the rest is history from there. Well, what was that transition like from JUCO uh, to the Pac-12? It was uh, for me. You know, I'm a, obviously I'm a player, man. That's you know, I like. I feel like I have a really big chip on my shoulder all the time. So you know, that could you know be a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, obviously, at some times it was just coming in hungry, you know, just wanting to prove myself and show that I belong on this, you know, on the stage, on the biggest stage. And it wasn't, it wasn't enough of me being mature enough to put that to the side and be like, all right, let me lock in on the real goals here. Let me lock in on, um, you know, something bigger because I do belong here, you know, and, and not trying to prove to everyone, like I'm here, you know, this is, this is me. And so it was kind of, it was a funny experience, you know, junior year coming in, um, the transition, but then everything smoothed out over the summer after I, you know, I was like, calm down, man. Everyone knows you you can play, um, you know, and just, and, and then it started off, you know, then we're trying to win games, you know, a lot of, winning a lot of games, you know, do the, play the right way and everything, so. Talk about the bond you kind of formed with, uh, with CJ and Noah, really. It seemed you guys were, were really, really close there for those, those couple years. Yeah, those are my Seattle guys, man. Um, I, I've been around Seattle a lot growing up with AAU ball and um, played with CJ in high school and everything, and then always knew Noah. So, um, man, we just we just got closer, you know, and I feel like our competitive spirits, you know, they matched really well. Um, and we're, you know, guys that like to get after it and compete and, you know, talk, and that just that just hits home for us, you know. So we're, we're brothers off the court. Um, so it was, it was easy to transition to on the court, you know. Who's got the better flow? You or CJ? Uh, that's that's man. You know, <laughs> I can't say that. Even I cut my hair a little bit down. Oh man, there's no more red highlights. Oh no, it's it's still red. No, okay, that's good. I just had to trim it down, man. It was getting uneven. I know um, you started the trend with the with the red highlights. I saw Jaden Delore rocking yeah. them too. Yeah, no. So I I got CJ on the you know the color part, but man. He got the that hair keeps going, keeps growing, man. I don't, I don't know how he does it. Talk about, obviously, he was drafted to your hometown team. Talk about your excitement when you saw, not only to see him drafted, but but to get drafted by the Blazers. <laughs> that, was, that was so crazy of a moment, man. Like, that's something I'll forget, never forget in my life. You know, I was just sitting on the couch, you know, just, like, chomping at the bit, like, man, where's, where's my bro going, man? And... I seen Portland came up and I and then they said CJ LV. I just started screaming. I ran down the hallway of the apartments, man. I was so excited. And um it was just so crazy, like like feeling that I was like, bro, he's going to my hometown, you know? And he and they're giving him a shot. That's just like that's really dope, you know, because he's from Seattle too and it's um close, you know, it's close by. It's pretty much home for him. So it was really awesome, man. I called him and we shared our excitement and everything. You probably haven't gotten a chance to go see him live yet, though, have you? I haven't. I was supposed to um, actually probably like last week, but I I got hit with close contact, so I was in quarantine for a couple weeks. You know, mm -hmm. just on that, so I got I missed the I missed like two games I was gonna go to, but I'll see him sometime soon. Damn, sorry to hear that. Glad uh, that, that <laughs> that's tough. That's that's no fun. Yeah, I never I never ended up getting it. So that's good. Glad yeah. to hear that. Um, and just speaking kind of of, obviously, the strange times, talk about what it was like playing this year. And it was obviously such a different year in that you didn't have as many non-conference games, no fans. I mean, how much? How weird was that experience for you? 
Oh man, um, you know, we got kind of used to it over the spring and summer. Um, actually, like I I went out to Pullman early, um, me and CJ did, and we were and we were just working out by ourselves and um really trying to get after it. So we got kind of used to like being alone. You know, it was just us and it was nothing to do and um it was just really empty, you know, and we got that vibe from early. So once everyone um once it got into the flow of the season, it was just like, man, I'm I'm just glad, you know, we get to play. Um, because you know, that's my senior year, you know, and it was it wasn't like until midway through the season, I feel like for me at least, where it was like, oh man, I I really like I'm getting tired of just playing with no fans, you know. So it was it was an up and down season, but I was just so happy that we got to play, man. It was a fun year regardless. Yeah, talk about the year a little bit. It was, you know, a really good year for you guys. Made a lot of progress, had some big wins. Uh, talk about just kind of how it, uh, how you felt it went kind of for you and uh, for the team. Man, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I thought, you know, I played some of my worst basketball I've played um, in the first half of the season, um, non-conference. And just kind of in my in my head a little bit, man. And it, it was just trying to like, it was another balance between I worked so hard this summer um, and I just wanted to pay off. So, you know, I might have been forcing it a little bit. Um, and then I got into a balance as soon as conference hit. It was just like, all right, this is competition, like real competition now. We're, you know, at that point now. So it just clicked for me. Um, but it, it was a fun season, though, overall, man. It was it was so f fun playing with this group of freshmen. And um, obviously Noah came along this year a lot um, offensively, you know, as we as we knew he would. Um, but man, it was it was fun playing with F.A. and Deshaun and T.J. and you know um, Andre. Man, it was just we had a we had a special team, and I, I think those guys are um, you know going to be great and through for years to come. So. You you talked about you know uh, maybe pushing it a little bit too much early in the season. Do you kind of feel like you maybe were was it maybe because you were drawing so much more attention with C.J. now in the NBA, and that you were kind of Really, uh, with such a young team, one of the only guys that had to kind of eat any sort of tape on him from last year. Yeah, yeah, it was a combination, man. It was a combination of, you know, first of all, okay, we have um, Noah coming back into a new role. Um, we have all these guys, um, all these new guys coming along, and they're playing their first college games, you know, and, and it's not a lot of practice time. It's not a lot of time to mesh. So dudes developed into different roles throughout the season. So it was constant adjustment. Um, at the beginning of the year, I definitely think, you know, I attracted more attention and sometimes people, people don't realize how tough that actually is to, to like, just, just all, all that applies on you, you know, because there's no, cause Noah wasn't, um, scoring like he was this year, last year. So it wasn't any film on us, you know? And, and so it was, it was an adjustment with that, but I was kind of forcing it a little bit, I think, and I kind of just got into a mental kind of fog just in terms of like, man, I was working so hard. I was frustrated with myself a lot. Um, and I was able to do it in practice sometimes, but it just wouldn't translate sometimes in the game. And, um, and we were at home all the time and it, it was just, it was just something I had to get used to, but it was constant adjustment this year. And, um, we, you know, we figured it out over time and I figured it out over time, but, um, that was, that was just an obstacle. I feel like I needed to get over. You uh, you mentioned Noah. Be talk about just the way you saw him really progress from year one to year two, where he was defensive specialist. Obviously, he became a fan favorite because he you know he he liked to talk a little bit, as everyone knows. And, right. and then to this year, where he's just he becomes one of the best scorers in the conference. 
Yeah, no, I, I knew it was going to happen, man. Um, and I was a hooper, man. And, you know, we, we're always, we're in the gym together. Um, I've, I've known how he plays and how he can score since he was a, an adult day. So it wasn't anything I feel like I was too surprised about. You know, definitely his shooting, though. Um, his spot up shooting, you know, he turned out, I started calling him Ray Allen because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I think you're just a shooter. No, I don't even think you play defense anymore. But nah, he, um, I was just messing with him. But, you know, it, it was good to see him just grow, man, his confidence grow. He's, you know, everybody knows he's a confident guy. Um, so it's just beautiful seeing that transition from my guy. How, uh, how much do you love that, that, you know, his, his kind of his trash talking and his energy on the court? How much does that just kind of help the team as a whole when? You know, when he's always going to be – he's always got something to say to somebody and he can get under a team's skin that easily. Yeah, just like um, Coach says, man, he's our emotional leader. Uh, you know, I'm a guy more – I'm more reserved and everything. Uh, it shows sometimes, but, you know, most of the time I'm just to myself. I lead by example. Um, and and he's more of the guy that's, you know, out in your face. Um I'm in the camera, you know what I'm saying? So he, he just has that, that presence, and you need that. You know, it's just no different than Draymond is on the Warriors um, and guys like that. You know, you need guys like that on your team. And it, luckily, it was um, it was cool to have one of our, you know, our best one of our best scorers um, be that way. So did uh, did you ever see anyone to uh, him just really, really get to that someone just couldn't handle couldn't handle uh, no in their face? Um. <laughs> Man, let me think about that. Uh, I, I've seen, I've seen it for sure. You know, I see it in practice sometimes. You know, God, it, it's constant. Like you, you would think like it's it's more so in the games, but there's practices where this dude won't shut up. It's to the point where you know, even coach says something, but he really, at the end of the day, like you love it. You know, that's who he is, and you can't. He embraces who he is, man. That's what makes Noah Noah. Uh, talk about some of these other guys. I mean, you were one of very, very few uh, veterans on the team. I mean, you were – and even, you know, you were just – only two years with, with the program. Uh, you guys were, were so young. Um, and then – so how do you kind of feel like some of these young players progressed? Uh, fast, man, fast. And I loved it because we had like a storyline basically of, of how our different freshmen came along. We had, you know, started off with F.A., um, showing showing his NBA potential, and then conference hit, and then FA kind of had his struggles. But Deshaun came on, and Andre came on, and it was it was like it was nice to see. And then later on, conference TJ came along, so it was just like a storyline of of how our guys came along and the adversity they faced. They all faced adversity at some point, but they were able to stay mentally locked in on the season, and that that just shows you like how ready these guys are gonna be. For years to come it's not even on the physical ability it's just a mental part where they can endure a lot as a freshman that's all you need to know that's all you need to really figure out your freshman year so it was it was awesome as a uh, older guy did you really try to like kind of take a mentor mentorship role with the younger players this season 100 man since since they touched down um just like i said I'm, I'm more of a lead by example guy but i'm also a dude you know i'll talk to you you know um like there's there's plenty of times where me and you know Jeff or TJ you know sitting sitting in the car just talking for hours you know about the approach to college and um, you know how to how to face different obstacles and how to get over adversity and and knowing that you know there's gonna be times where you feel like the man there's gonna be times where you feel like you're not as good as you thought you were and so just balancing all that out I tried to 
do as much as I could to show these guys, you know, how to work um, for one. And it was it was nice to see that our freshmen had a work or they have work ethics, all of them. So, um, you know, it, it was a really cool experience. And I, I definitely try to you know, take the leadership role. You, uh, you mentioned how you felt like you didn't play super well at the beginning of your senior season, beginning of your junior season. How did Coach Smith and the rest of the coaching staff kind of get you out of your funk and help you play better basketball? It's no secret I wasn't playing up to, you know, who I am. And I was shooting terrible, um, you know, and just, just not myself, really. But, you know, like I said, Coach, Coach saw it all summer. Coach saw how I changed my uh, my body and how I just changed my whole approach and, and my preparation and turned it up a notch. And, and he saw that and he saw it in practice. So he stayed confident in me. And from day one, I've never um, – we've never had an issue with me, you know, not – not being a worker, and that's just something that's built in me. So I'm, I'm constantly wanting to get better, constantly wanting to learn, watch a lot of film, talk to him a lot, talk to, you know, people that are mentoring me a lot, and just slowly worked out of it. And there was nothing they could do. There's nothing they could say, man. I just really had to come to a point, you know, with myself um, that, you know, this is just adversity, and it's something that all players go through, all good players go through, and you got to find a way to get over it because um, this is your senior season, and this is what you came here for, so. Talk about just what Coach Smith has kind of meant uh, to you, just kind of as a coach and as a and just as an individual and the relationship that you guys have, uh, have built these last couple of years. I mean, we'll have a relationship for the rest of my life, man, for the rest of his life. Um, and man, like I like I said, man, I'll do anything for that man because he he took me along when I was at a low point and I didn't know what I was gonna do next. And he put trust in me. He never swayed on his word with me. Um, since from day one, he told me, you're going to have to come in and show that you're, that you're ready for this and that you can handle what you want to be given. And, I'm, and I did what I needed to do, but he kept his word the whole way through. And, and he's, he's gone at bat for us for so, so many times. And, you know, see all the technicals and all the emotions, but all those emotions are because he's just a really, really a winner and he's really a good person at heart. So um, everyone, everyone around knows he's genuine, man. And that's, that's just my guy for the rest of my life, man. It's, it's someone that, you know, I feel like I look to as a mentor, but um, as someone I've learned a lot from and can still learn a lot from. And, and he helps me out. You know, he still checks up on me um, every day and everything. So I know for the rest of my life, regardless of what decision I make, um, he's just going to be with me, you know, be a, a big person in my life. Love it. Um, all right, let's get into some, some, uh, some lighter-hearted questions, some fun questions. <laughs> yeah. The entire team from this year – Takes 53s. Who's making the most? That's a good question. You said so the entire team takes 53s. Yep. Everyone from you to Vova to, uh, to FA, everybody. Who's making the most? Me. Uh, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in your two years playing here, you obviously you've practiced against some really good players. Who was the toughest guy for you to practice against, whether it because because of defense or offense? Who was the toughest guy? Um, toughest guy to practice. Okay, so toughest guy to like guard me. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say, man. It's hard to say. Um, uh, think you know none of them can guard me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But um, good mindset. I like it. Well, I'll just say you know Noah's tough. Um, always because he's he's always in the passing lanes and he always he can get to places. He can be on one side of the court and we skip past it to the other. I skip past it to the corner and he 
gets all the way over there in two strides and, and still contests your shot. It's just like he has a he has the best defensive ability, um, I feel like, and talent. And then FA, you know, um I, I actually I think Volvo. Volvo really protects the paint like crazy. You'll no one can score over him. What just just go back and look at all the film. No one can really score on him. It's it's really crazy. <laughs> Against the last year, you played against the last two years. Toughest player. Um, I mean, I think Okongwu Onyeka was the best player we played just because he totally dominated the game, like both every time, like, and it, it was like as a freshman doing that. I think it's Onyeka, but like for guards, um, I think McKinley's a tough guard because he's, he's a dog. Um, and I got a lot of respect for him, and um, and obviously Peyton was good. So you're talking about the Peyton Pritchard who you didn't lose to, correct? Is that the one? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the Oregon Ducks who you didn't lose to. Yeah, yeah, man. He 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 got me a couple times in high school, man. We we played each other all growing up um, in Portland, so um, it was good to get him back on the big stage, though. You know, so hopefully I'll see him at the next stage sometimes. Well, were those guys too? You would say probably the toughest to guard as well, just because of how explosive they could be in so many ways. Uh, I think toughest to guard, like offensively, I I really think it's probably Tiger this year because he has so many like tricks of the trade. Man, he's he's a vet in terms of craftiness, but um, I think Remy just in, in terms of like you never know, like. You can be guarding him, standing up straight, and blink, and he's at the rim. It's 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 incredible, like how fast he moves. So maybe, probably one of those two. You mentioned Tiger, and obviously UCLA had quite the run going to the Final Four this year. Is that something you look at when you see a team like that? They go to the Final Four, and you kind of think, say, you know, I maybe probably played one of my best games in college against them. Like it's no big deal. <laughs> no, nah, man, I, I was um, this year when we played them at UCLA. That was. I wasn't happy regardless of how I played, man, because it was just it was a whack performance by us. But um, when we got the win, man, that, that was, it was pretty it was pretty awesome. The first year when I played on UCLA was, um, you know, not to say not like I would say that now, but it was my dream school growing up. One of those USC or UCLA's because I like um, Cali a lot. So um, it was it was awesome playing there and playing well the first game I played there, um, but. I don't know. They're always epic battles. I feel like with UCLA, so it's just cool in general. Who was there a guy that when uh that, and this is, this might sound like an odd question, but I've I've actually asked people before this and they have answers. A guy that when you would see on an opposing team, and that's not to try and to knock an opposing player, but you felt like you uh, you had a lot of confidence against, or no, or is it or just kind of everyone the same? Uh, I feel like that with everyone. I'm not gonna lie to you. Man. <laughs> Good that's answer. Just, yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the things that you did in uh, your time at Washington State is uh, you you personally did not lose to Washington. Uh, you didn't play the last game, and that game didn't happen, doesn't exist. Um, yeah. Talk about that. I mean, I think you, being from the Northwest, probably had an idea about this rivalry, and you guys took it to them all three games you played and and made it pretty clear who the state, uh, who, who runs the, the, the state of Washington in the Pac-12. Yeah, man, it's just like, you know, when we played them, I just feel like I was I was always tell us like man we're dogs man like <laughs> they call themselves dogs but we're really dogs you know what I'm saying so 
it was it was like one of those games like we got to go out and get this you know what i'm saying whatever whatever we got to do they were super talented the first year we played them um but you know we were just like whatever we got to do man we holding down the state we holding down um washington you know they're cool so and talk about that you guys i mean just that northwest feel between you and cj and noah um did you guys kind of feel like that it having that extra fire kind of maybe helped you in in game not just games against UW but you know you you beat Oregon twice you went uh, you beat Oregon State a couple times do you think having that Northwest feel and just kind of having a uh, those type of guys do you think that kind of helped you in that sense? Oh, 100%. Um, there's no question about that. We talked. Um, me actually, me Noah and CJ talked. You know, um, when I first got there, and and we we're like, man. The turnaround starts now. You know what I'm saying? We're not gonna have seasons like like the year the year prior, um, and, and it's and it's gonna come. It's not gonna come with us just going out there thinking we're good. We're we can't regardless of the talent we have. We we can't come out and think we're anything because we haven't been anything. So that's gonna, you know, this this fire and that passion that we all play with. That's what makes people like. All right, we want to watch these guys get after. You know, they're really into it, trying to get into a war. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, it was just like a, a more of a mental thing, a mental game than, um, you know, and just changing around the culture there. I gotcha. All yeah. right. A couple more questions here. All time favorite NBA player. Who is it? Kobe. Kobe. Good answer. Very good answer. Kobe. Yeah. Um, next question. All the games you played at Washington state, what has been your favorite memory? Hmm. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave you with the clay game, man. That's the most memorable one. You didn't play that well, though, right? I mean, only thirty-four, eight, and eight. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a memorable game. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. What was that? I said it was a lot of memorable games, though, so it's not an easy choice for me. Yeah, I feel that. Um, favorite restaurant in Pullman. Hmm. As always. Had it twice this weekend when I was there. Great <laughs> yeah. answer. It's, it's awesome. Um, and then lastly, and this is the most important question I'm going to ask you, is Washington State making the tournament next year? And 200%. I like it. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> well, Isaac, I, I really appreciate you uh, coming on with us. Looking forward to uh, to uh, hearing what's next for you. Uh, if it's back to Wazoo, we'll be stoked. If it's going pro, we'll be stoked. Um, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, good luck with, uh, with the decision and going forward, man. All right, man. I appreciate it, Jamie. I love the Cougs, man. I love the Cougs fans. Thank you to all the support, man. I love you guys. Yeah, go Cougs. Go Cougs. That, folks, was Isaac Bonton joining us. And Jacob's got to go hop off to basketball practice. So I'll wrap up the last. We don't have much else to talk about. I, Isaac was the feature today. But uh, just a couple last things that we were going to uh, touch upon here. Uh, a couple Coug uh, football players in the transfer portal. Uh, Lolani Lange, who was a walk-on, uh, originally committed to Boise State, uh, ended up walking on here. He's uh, in the portal, as is Jay Wilkerson, wide receiver from Midlothian, Texas. So uh, the best of luck to those guys, but they are in the portal. And Ryan Kershaw, I think we mentioned, unfortunately, had to retire last week. Um, in fact, I know we mentioned that, that he did, uh, which is which is a, a shame. But, you know, hopefully uh, 
hopefully he's uh, he's healthy physically and um, yeah, best of, best of luck to him going forward. Uh, Coop baseball was off this past weekend. Um, just kind of weird thing that happened with uh, with the scheduling. Um, and, but they are back uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week at three o'clock, three o'clock, and one o'clock against the University of Washington, the worst team in the conference. And that's not me saying that because I want to hate on Washington. They are literally the last place uh, team in the conference. So right now the Cougs are tied with USC. Um, they can still, if they sweep UW and Cal get swept by Oregon, they can jump up to what would be three, four, five, seventh place. Uh, Cal's actually gotten hot. That's actually become a pretty nice win for the Cougs. Um, they need to, USC got a couple too, so the Cougs need to make sure they get a couple games. They're above USC right now, although I guess that the tiebreaker isn't head-to-head because USC would have that. Uh, the good news is they cannot be caught by Utah or Washington, so the worst, absolute worst-case scenario uh, is their ninth, which it doesn't sound like much on paper, but when you look at the body of work, um, they just need to win one game to have a winning record this weekend. Um, they've made so many strides. They're still very young. There's a lot to like. Uh, with this team going forward and hopefully you know hopefully they do sweep and hopefully uh, they get some help from Oregon and can jump up uh, past California and finish in the in the top seven but I think the the future is definitely bright for Washington State um, I think that just about covered it yeah obviously we wanted to wanted to get uh, Isaac on here and uh, he, yeah great to hear from him and um, and Jacob uh, Taking some time out of his basketball practice as a coach to uh, to hop on with us and ask some questions, but yeah, we'll be looking looking for Isaac's announcement. And man, he comes back. <laughs> that team becomes even more dynamic. Anyways, uh, thanks again for tuning into the Kook Fan Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at SteveJAC002 and at JamieVinnick9 J A M E Y V I N N I C K and the number nine. And of course, you can follow Isaac at ibonton13 and Kookfan at Kookfancom. And make sure to tune into Kookfan for all the latest in Washington State Athletics. Uh, but thanks again for I, to Isaac Bonton for joining us. Remember to uh, subscribe and like, and uh, we'll see you next week on Kook Fan Podcast.